When a band was hired to play at a Russian nightclub, they thought they were just going to have an easy gig. Instead, they came face-to-face with a bizarre mystery. Then we take a look at a cult in modern-day America that local authorities blame for almost 100 deaths. They're still in operation today, and one of my listeners used to be a member. We'll hear her story today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garbiner. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away. First off, let's go ahead and introduce our Patreon supporter for the day. Coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, riding a, a giant worm, riding one of those worms from Beetlejuice. I don't know why that popped in my head. Is Garrett Rice. He's not making those he's not making those noises the worm is. He's riding the worm has little wet reins in his mouth. Again, the reins are not in Garrett's mouth. They're in the worm's mouth. Garrett, you're going to be our captain our pilot this episode. If you can't support the Patreon or if you hate worms, that's okay. Garrett might be allergic to him for all I know, but it's okay. Just help get the word out about the show. Really really helps out a lot. We also have a merch store. That's in the show notes below. If you want a coffee cup or a shirt, you guys know what a merch store is. I don't actually have to tell you what's in there. Garrett, hop off your pet worm, squirmy. I'm going to toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command, and we are headed out to Russia. Cars driving. <laughs> then we have to get on a boat anyways. So now we're just sitting on the boat. Garrett's like, dang it, why can't I have taken the boat? We have several boats. But it's okay. The captain lets you steer the boat, Garrett. The captain gives you, like, a little pin and a little sailor's outfit. He lets you steer the fake steering wheel. They let the kids steer. But once we get to Russia, it's back in the Jason Jalopy. So, Garrett, once again, drive us through this country. The year is 2013. So let me give some shout-outs to you before we start the story. First off, Ira Onok is the one who sent me the story. So thank you so much. I hadn't heard this story before. Really appreciate it. I got most of my information from a YouTube channel called All Things Creepy. If you like this channel, I'm sure you'll like All Things Creepy. We talk about a bunch of creepy stuff, but it's just not the name of the show. But theirs is, so check them out. Also, I needed some translation on this because it's in Russian. There's English subtitles, but we've been tricked before in stories from other languages. Sometimes people put fake subtitles. So I reached out to a listener who I knew could speak Russian. Spiritual Abortion. Spiritual Abortion did a secondary translation just to make sure that's what they said. And I want to give another shout out to Spiritual Abortion. Due to the first 90 Days Challenge... He just released his first EP. So that's what the 90-day challenge can do for you. It's nothing I'm selling. It's no gimmick. Try to make these next 90 days really count in your growth. It was the kick in the pants he needed, he said, to get his EP done. I'll put a link in the show notes to one of his music videos. It's not safe for work. It's sludge metal. So I, I can't understand it anyways, for all I know. Maybe it is safe for work. Maybe it's about work. Check out his channel. It's amazing that he got that album done. And, and just think about what you can do for these next 90 days to be a better you as well. Garrett, go ahead and stop right here. We're standing outside this Russian nightclub. Now, what happened was back in 2013, there's video footage of this. A band is playing some music. The power goes out. And this video footage you're seeing of the audience, the power goes out, and yet there's like a split second. All of a sudden, you can see three pairs of glowing eyes. Everything else is pitch black. The headline of this YouTube video, Glowing Eyes Caught on Tape at Russian Nightclub. I'm like, okay. I I appreciated it. I don't want to be super dismissive. No one's going to send me stuff. 
Iris sent me this. I watched the video and I go, okay, glitch. I, you guys don't understand how much, how much stupid reptilian footage I have to watch because of this job. I watch every time somebody glitches in a video, I have to watch it. This one might be the real reptilian. Did you know Barack Obama was a hologram? Barack Obama's a hologram now, which I love the idea that we have the capability of creating AI perfect holograms and reptilians can perfectly disguise themselves, but the camera at MSNBC can foil this entire plot. Like, they've perfected this alien technology. It's lasted throughout the millennia across the galaxy. But somehow some cameraman can butterfinger a button, and all of a sudden... Anyways, so, I, you know what? I actually want to do something. I would like to meet somebody who believes that this is real, that this phenomenon in the video, digital... What it is, it's like artifacts. It's artifacting in the movement, in the face. It's totally explainable. I would love to meet someone who believes that, and I can replicate that on them. Would they think they were a reptilian? You could replicate that effect, and would they be like, oh no, they're just clawing their face off. You're like, ah, the joke's over, the joke's over, it's just a prank. They're like, Rept all reptilians die. But anyways, I watched the video. I saw the people's eyes glow. I go, it's artifacting, it's something like that. But as the video continues, because I don't just poo-poo it. I mean, I poo-pooed it then, but then I kept watching the video. There's a clip of a guy in the band, the lead singer in the band, and he's like, we saw it too. We were standing there, we were playing the music, the power went out, and I looked out into the crowd, and I saw a bunch of glowing eyes. So it was more than just the three, and it wasn't... A video artifact thing, it was live. People standing there, no video cameras, just their eyeballs, just nature's video cameras, aka the eyeball. They're seeing it. He says the whole band panicked. They left. They left the show. Now, the interviewer goes, who was at the party? And the guy's like, yeah, right. Because these were the richest of the rich. This was a private elite party. There was also a testimony from a supermodel named Natalia... Voidanova. And the band guy was named Sergei Chernov. He's actually a really big, like, ska musician. This wasn't just some uh, hobo who showed up, who showed up with his ragtime band of animated bears. This was, uh, like, a really well-known ska musician in Russia. He's been around for years and years and years. This is like a blip in his career. Like, when you look him up, when you type in his name, you have to type in, like, his name and then glowing eyes. Because normally it's just, like, articles about his musical career and his different bands and stuff like that. So this wasn't his claim to fame. So that does make the story more valid, that you have this high-profile guy. And then you have this high-profile supermodel who was in the crowd as well, and she said, yeah, I was standing there. She's at a totally different angle, and she turns and she can see people's glowing eyes in the pitch black room. So we have three different witnesses. It's really important when you look at this stuff. We have three different witnesses, all from different angles. One witness is the band. So there's like actually five witnesses there, but they're all viewing it from the same angle they see it. Then you have someone in the crowd turn and look from her angle and sees it. And then we have the video footage, which shows it. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories about this. And you would have... And all Things Creepy went over these, so I'm kind of cribbing on, on the, his notes, but it's a really cool channel. You should check it out. I'm sure you guys are already familiar with it. And it's the same thing that you would guess. As I'm telling this story, you probably came up with these theories as well. Um, aliens... 
that these are some sort of hybrid alien creatures. Androids, that's not that's not the first thing that would pop in my head, right? I think androids are pretty pretty low on the list of Russian C-3PO. He's, he's a gold robot wearing a gold chain, unbuttoned shirt, dress shirt made of silk. I don't know, I would really want to think of androids. That would be way down on my list. But aliens, androids, or demons would be one that would pop up. Like, demonically possessed people making their eyes glow. But then we get into something that's a little more likely. I mean, I believe in demons, and I believe in aliens, and I guess I believe in androids. I mean, there's no reason for me not. They'll be here eventually, but I don't think there's automatons walking around right now. But um, Natalia, she said that someone else in the crowd, after this had gone on, someone else in the crowd gave their opinion that it was stem cells. It was stem cell therapy. And what's funny, because this video, I'm surprised they didn't touch on adrenochrome. Because that is instead of androids, I would have gone with the I would have gone with the other A conspiracy theory, adrenochrome. I, that's what I would have gone with. I'm not saying it's true, but if someone said pick conspiracy theories that wouldn't make people's eyes glow, I'd be like, well, you're, supposedly you get injected with adrenochrome in the eyeball or something like that. Um, stem cells, which is far more realistic than adrenochrome, because we did a whole episode on on that, and it doesn't work the way the conspiracy theorists think it does. But stem cells, it's basically like gene splicing, gene editing, stem cells, and things like that. And I looked into it, and there actually is the ability to make your eyes glow in the dark. It is possible to do that. They just take the stem cells, and they, they take a couple of glow sticks from the dollar store, and they're like mixing it up, do 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 Apparently you can do that. The question is, is this, their eyes glowing in the dark, is it the bug or the feature? Like, it could be something that these incredibly wealthy dudes are doing this because it's cool to make your eyes glow in the dark, or it could be they are receiving some sort of life-enhancing or super, super strong, super strong Russian soldiers, and the side effect is your eyes glowing. And it's funny because uh, stem cells is one of those things that like, I was vaguely aware of back when, in the early 2000s, when George Bush was like, we're not going to allow stem cell therapy in the United States. And I remember thinking, is the president of the United States really talking about like cloning technology? Like he was, he was saying like, we can't have clones. And I was like, what sci-fi world do we live in? The coolest one, it turned out, because this place is pretty cool. I didn't know it had advanced to the point. I always thought it was still theoretical and they were still... Kind of goofing off stuff, nerds in a laboratory throwing stem cells, pouring them down each other's backs. Uh. I saw this article the other day. This uh, woman had some macular degeneration. What they'll do is they'll take belly fat out of your stomach and they inject it into your eyeballs. They actually there's a couple there's a couple steps in between that. They have to like remove stuff. They just don't go like, oh, I hope you ate a bunch of Taco Bell last night. We need all the fat cells we can get. They have to like separate it. They get out the stem cells. They inject it into her eyes and she went blind. But apparently people do that. That's an actual therapy that people do for macular degeneration. Oh, gross. Like all of it's gross. Getting the stuff taken out of your stomach. Then have, having some guy with a little ladle going, mm, just right. The stem cells are just ready to get injected in your eyeball. And then she got injected it into her eyeballs and then the retinas peeled away. That's happened multiple times. You think after the first time people would go, maybe this isn't a good therapy for people who are losing their vision to make them go even more blind. It's unlicensed. So stem cells have, that's the thing when I watched this video, I was like, yeah, but stem cells are still like theory. No, no, they're actively being used. They're being injected into people's eyes as we speak. So it's possible that these guys just thought it'd be really cool to have glowing eyes. So they could have other things going on. And this is the side effect. 
Or it could be a bunch of androids. It could be proof that the C-3PO's are about to take over. The very polite world order is about to begin. Garrett, let's go ahead and leave behind Russia. I'm going to toss you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are headed back to an undisclosed location in the United States. As we're flying out there, I got to give a Dead Rabbit Recommends. I can't tell you anything about the movie. I'm just going to tell you to watch it. You're going to enjoy it. I actually was recommended this movie by a Dead Rabbit Radio listener named Christopher Padmos. He sent me this movie. He has watched everything on the Dead Rabbit Recommends list. He goes, I'd either seen it or when I was watching it being like, oh, dude, this, this movie's nuts. So I have a movie to give to you. It's called Freaks. It's not the old 1930s Freaks, One of Us, One of Us with the Circus Freaks. It's a new movie. It's 2018. It's called Freaks. It's on Netflix. It stars Emil Hirsch and Bruce Dern. Don't look at the trailer. <laughs> Poke your eyes out. Get stem cells in your eyes if you even come close. To look. Don't watch the trailer. Don't look at the movie poster. Don't read the synopsis. Just watch the movie. There's a magic to the storytelling in the movie, which is incredibly hard to replicate. It doesn't have a twist. It's just a very unique way to tell a story. Like, you start that movie. You don't know the genre. You don't... You, if you don't know the genre, all conventions are gone. Because if it's a romantic comedy, you know certain things are going to happen. If it's a drama, certain things are going to happen. You go in, you start the movie, and here's a little fun game. Because after I finished it, I go, that's fascinating. You watch that first scene, and then you just pause it for 20 seconds, a minute, and imagine what the last scene of that movie is going to be. And then start the movie up again. Again, it's not a twist. It's a really interesting thing. It's not a twist, but you have no idea where things are going. And it's one of those rare movies... And I've only seen like this done two or three times. Each scene basically informs what happened in the scene before it. You watch a scene and you don't really understand what's going on. It's not an art house film either. It's a, it's, it's so amazing. It's each scene of the movie. You watch it and you go, very interesting. The acting's great. All this cinematography is great and everything like that. But I don't know what's going on. And the next scene gives you a little bit of information that makes that first scene make sense. And then that third scene gives you a little bit of information that makes that second scene make sense. It is so dope, dude. I'm, I normally include the trailer in the show notes because people sometimes have a hard time finding the movie. I'm not doing that. I'm including a clip from IMDb of one scene near the beginning of the movie. If you're on the fence, watch that scene. It gives nothing away. It basically, it's just that scene. I showed it to Sabine and she goes, so the first thing she goes, she goes, that that acting. I was like, I know. Just in that two-minute scene, you're like, these people know their roles. It's brilliant. Freaks. Christopher, thank you so much for sending it over. I'm recommending all of you this weekend to watch Freaks 2018. It's on Netflix. I'm sure you can find it other places. But if it's black and white and shows a bunch of circus freaks, that's not the movie I'm recommending. That movie's okay, too, but check out Freaks. <laughs> Carpenter Copter. Garrett gets ready to jump out of the Carpenter Copter. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't watch it yet. He's about to jump jump out and parachute home and watch it. Don't watch it yet. Watch it at the end after this episode. But Garrett, go ahead and land us at this nondescript house in an undisclosed location. Do, 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 do. And here we're going to meet a Dead Rabbit Radio listener. Now, this listener said I could use this story. And she said I could use her name. However, I am going to change her name just to be safe. So we're going to call this young woman Bella. And Bella has a story to tell us. 
Back in the 1950s, there was a man named Hobart Freeman. He's just kind of drifting through life. High school dropout. He suffered from polio at an early age. It left him with a permanent limp. I'm not saying that those, I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, you got a limp, you're going to drift through life. I know a lot of people who didn't graduate high school, they're doing just fine. I know a lot of people who have limps that are doing just fine, but he just couldn't get it together. But then he got a calling, the highest calling. He got a call to serve the Lord. Right before he was baptized, he has a heart attack and he survives it. Otherwise, <laughs> that would be a really short story. Come back tomorrow, guys. He has a heart attack, he survives it. And it's almost like it clicks something in his head. God is going to heal me, guys. I don't need this stuff. I don't need this wheelchair. They're like, sir, sir, you have that horrible limp. He's like, "Uh, I don't need this stuff. God will heal my heart. I don't need this heart medication. And he literally threw away his heart medication and then suffered massive chest pains for a while. But they went away. So it it made him think I made the right decision. (laughs) Oh, my heart, my heart. And they're like, dude, just take one pill. He's like, no. God doesn't want me to take a pill. He starts this whole thing that you don't plan for the future because that's going against God's will. See, God has a plan for you, and God's going to take care of you. You just pray, pray, and pray, and pray, and you believe in God, and he will provide for you. Now, that is a very... That that belief is normal across most religions. That prayer and devotion is part of it, and it's this relationship with God. But he's like, get out of the way, other religions. Get out of the way. He's pushing everyone aside. He's doubling down. He's tripling down on it. Don't save up any money. God will provide for you in the future. And people are like, I guess, yeah. Don't buy insurance on your house because God's not going to strike it with lightning. Or it's not going to catch on fire. And people are like, oh, wait a second. This might be a little more. And don't go to the doctor. You don't need to go to the doctor. See, going to the doctor showing you don't have faith in God. Some guy's like, what about my gout? He's like, I don't see gout. Your feet are totally normal in the eyes of God. <laughs> the dude looks down, his feet are all swollen. He's like, uh, I don't know about that. And Hobart's like, it's all, like, you have these diseases. Look at, I have this polio leg, but God someday will heal my polio leg, and then my devotion will be repaid. And everyone's like, I kind of guess that makes sense. Now you go, Jason, you're just talking about this wacky belief that th- that is mainstream. A lot of people say, you know, have faith in God, he'll take care of you. Let me read, which is true. There, That is a component of faith. There's also a component of logic. I know a lot of religious people who have life insurance and have insurance on their homes. Let me read. This is the difference between these beliefs. Let me read you this. Barbara Klaus, the health nurse for Kosukio County, Indiana, which was where his church was situated. And it was worldwide at this point. They had... Uh, satellite churches all over the place. Not cool satellite churches like Cobra Commander living up in space, but just like little churches here and there. She gave this speech to the County Board of Health on October 23rd, 1974. Check this out. Quote, Diabetics were not taking their insulin, and pregnant women were receiving no prenatal or postnatal care. They are laying, this is going to get grim here, guys. They are laying dead babies and live babies next to each other on the altars and praying over them to get the live babies to bring life back to the dead ones. There was one woman in our county praying over a baby for four days before the funeral home got a hold of it, unquote. I'm going to apologize because I realized I gave you no lead up for that. I'm making all these wacky jokes about people with gout, and then I dropped the hammer. I, I apologize for that. 
But that's this level. It's not just people going, oh, I pray for a safe journey. I hope that my son is able to get to his destination. You also make sure that his car is tuned up. You're not like just cutting the brakes. You're like, God's in charge now, baby. You have to have logical things. They're not taking prenatal. They're not taking postnatal. This group uh, went on from about the 60s to, to now. I mean, they're still around. I don't know how uh, huge they are now and, and how much of the believers are now, but you can watch YouTube videos. I'll include one in the show notes of people who survived this cult, and I'm going to tell a story real quickly about uh, one of our listeners that did this as well. But it got to the point, it got so bad that basically they blame Hobart Freeman and his faith assembly for a hundred preventable deaths. And it got so bad in the state of Indiana, he was, he was eventually charged with negligent homicide. Women in his congregation had a 60 times more likely chance to die during pregnancy than the general population. So he gets charged with negligent homicide, and about two weeks later... He has a heart attack. He dies himself. And not just that, he has heart failure, pneumonia, and an ulcerated gangrenous leg. And that's the story of Hobart Freeman in a nutshell. Because I wanted to give you some context for where we're about to go. And when you have cults like this, sometimes you have really small cults, 10, 15 members, and they ruin their own lives. Maybe it's one of the cults we cover on the show and they kill someone, they kill an outsider, they do a sacrifice, then they're ruining other people's lives. This faith assembly had 10,000 people in it across the world. So you had a ton of people involved in this. And it's one thing to join a cult. It's another thing to be born into one. This is Bella's story. So Bella was born on a hot day at the beginning of July. And she had 11 siblings. But she only knew 8 of them. The other ones died. Two at childbirth, one at age six months old. So we're already seeing an issue with the children dying off very, very early. Her father was a devout member of the faith assembly. So was her mother. And the children were homeschooled. There was no television. It was basically, you hung out with your siblings. Your parents taught you. You did shadow puppets and I shouldn't actually say that, but we're assuming old-timey little house on the prairie type stuff. They're walking around doing shadow puppet stuff. She's an expert at it. She's an expert at it. But they're isolated. Now, this is 1996. This isn't 1956. This was happening in all of our lifetimes. Her last sibling was born on June 5th, 2006. And she says, we all knew that that baby was born after midnight. But there was no way they were going to put on that birth certificate, 666. After the last child was born, her mom got sick. But you can't go to the hospital. But, you know, you're just, maybe it's postpartum depression, which I wonder if they even knew what that was. Because that's something you hear from a doctor. She doesn't feel good. And then she doesn't heal from that last home birth. There was no prenatal care, no postnatal care. Even the hippies who give birth in like hot tubs or river streams, they still go to their doctor afterwards. They can get stitches done. God, this episode is disturbing. But you know what I mean? They can have this treatment done. Her mother just had 11 children, no postnatal care. She's just suffering. The pain is constant. No pain medication. No treatment. She is just withering away in her home. 
She has eight surviving children. One is less than a year old. She has to take care of all these kids. She has to homeschool them. And she is in physical agony because of Hobart Freeman's teachings. By May 2007, she couldn't deal with it anymore. She broke one of the most important rules laid forth by Hobart Freeman. You have to have faith. God will take care of you. She called up her mother-in-law. They took her to the hospital. Here's a quote from the email that I received. Quote, It didn't take long for them to find out the source of her agonizing pain. A tumor of cervical cancer the size of a four-month-old baby inside of her, with limbs wrapping around her organs, shutting down her system. They got her one treatment before she decided that she was to come back home and to trust God. That was in May of 2007, by August of 2007. Bella said she could smell her mother's body rotting. Nothing helped, and they really weren't giving her anything. Pray the pain away. She would scream constantly. One night, Bella's older brother was woken up when he heard the back door slam, and he ran out of the house, followed his mother, and got to her just in time. She had taken a knife outside with her and was ready to end her life. After that, she was put into a hospice, separated from her husband, separated from her kids. Just a few days later, she passed away. After she died, her husband, Bella's father, had the body cremated, went home, and burned all the possessions of his wife. The memory was gone. He ended up becoming an alcoholic after it. The children, Bella said, we are all basically illiterate. And by May 2008, so half a year after all of these events, child services come and they remove the children from the house. Bella's doing great now. She's doing perfectly fine now. But this was her upbringing. It's fascinating to look at a cult in this perspective. The email that she wrote... It's different than, because it was to me. She's a listener of the show, so it was a message to me. And it was interesting to read it like that. I've read accounts from cults, and I've watched YouTube videos from people who have escaped cults. There's something different about it when someone who was involved in a cult, born into it, she had no choice, and writing to me. And she had written to me before as well, just talking casually. So it was an interesting thing for this to come out. To read this account from somebody that you had been talking to and then they feel comfortable sharing a story with you. And you can imagine this story played out at least 100 times in the faith assembly. 100 families went through this. Hey, how's Uncle Joey doing? I, I, last I heard he had really bad diabetes. and He had the worst. He had diabetes 3. And someone going, oh, he... Stop taking his diabetes medicine. What? Yeah, he threw it off a cliff and a bunch of ants, a bunch of ants showed up. I didn't even know they liked insulin. Why? Well, because he is following Hobart, Hobart Freeman. His faith assembly has been tied to at least 100 deaths. You have to wonder about all these families. The mother goes out to the barn. They're ready for their new little baby brother. They're going to have so much fun playing with the baby brother. And then a couple hours later, the mom comes back 
There is no baby brother. That happened. That story happened. And it happened over and over and over again at least 100 times. Those are the ones they could calculate. Those are the ones they knew of. In some ranch out in the middle of nowhere, far away from Indiana, where they're not paying attention, that no one knows about this cult outside of the people in it, none of the local authorities, and you have people suffering and dying, and nobody knows why. It's tragic. Hobart Freeman, his legacy is one of death. There are still people who follow the faith assembly, and they could probably say, well, you know, we have these good beliefs and stuff like that. We do this community service for the Lord and all that stuff. Fine, that's awesome. But it's still a legacy of death. It's still a legacy of death. And not only a legacy of death, a legacy of preventable death. Hobart Freeman's teachings convinced a woman that she could rot in front of her family for months on end, and it was all okay. Tomorrow, God will cure that. I believe God gave us medicine and gave us the intelligence to figure these things out to prevent this. I think both can be applicable. You can have faith and have faith in that your doctor is going to heal you. To Hobart, that would be heresy. He doomed Bella's mom to not only die, but to suffer for months and die. To bury her children and then die. And to convince her husband that her memory was worth nothing after she died. Hobart Freeman's legacy is a legacy of death. And the terrifying thing is, he's not the only one out there. There are many other people who believe they have the answer. And there are even more people who are lost and looking for any answer. When these two groups of people meet, tragedy and chaos are the only result. deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.